This episode is going to be an interesting one. We are going to talk about our most popular episode ever, which is our birth story, but we're going to do it from a totally different perspective. Mmm, been thrown under the bus, this one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is the most downloaded episode, our birth story. If you haven't heard it, um, it is episode one, just after Meet the Parents. What a long time ago that was. I know. It was... I think we recorded it a week after we had Memphis. So pretty much just, yeah, just shy of eight months. So I reckon, like, I haven't w- listened back to it, but I reckon we would have been extremely sleep deprived. Yep. I would have been high on adrenaline still probably. Yeah, yeah. going 100 miles an hour with excitement that we just had a baby and also sheer terror. Yeah, I'm just, ha- yeah, I'm just trying to think back then. It feels like such a long time ago. Well... But- don't worry, because it, it, it's literally eight months ago. So yeah. Memphis is eight months as we're recording this podcast, um, just shy of a few days. So we're going to delve into our birth story from the support partner's perspective. My it, husband. That is me. Yes, Yay. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome to First Time Parents, an unedited, unfiltered podcast about us as first time parents sharing all our shitty and glorious moments. Um, but we decided to record this eight months ago, just before we had the baby, and we said we would record it whether we're sleep deprived. Week in, week out. Yep. That's and, our commitment to you guys, our commitment to one another. Yeah. And... It's been a journey. It's been a crazy wild ride, but we're here and we're excited. And if you're feeling a little bit sleep deprived now, I know, oh my God, I know that feeling. That was such in the early days. It was absolutely crazy. It was so hectic. It was unbelievable. Well, the swaddle up may be your solution, which is really awesome. So it's the love to dream. I don't know if you've heard of them, but you should have because they are award winning and they're designed to allow babies to, oh, I think, have the best sleep of their lives. And they look so goddamn cute, <laughs> just with the little arms up and just, oh. Yeah, well, that's what, how they're uniquely designed, to allow babies to sleep with their arms up. So While they they're can, surrendering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can still touch their face. They can still um, self-soothe by putting their hands in their mouth, which is a really awesome thing. Can I just say I reckon it's probably one of the best baby inventions I've ever heard of. Pretty damn cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Memphi absolutely loved it. I know we were gifted a few um, by Love to Dream. And also when I had his baby shower, I got, I think, five. <laughs> but you do need them because they do throw up on them. They do wear oh. them a lot. But they, I don't know, they just hold them together. They keep them nice and cosy. Oh, and think about when you're sleep deprived as mum and dad and it's the early, remember the real early days, which we're going back on today. And, you know, you're trying to learn how to do a wrap and, you know, it's four o'clock in the morning. With uh, the, when, when you know, he used to have his love to dream swaddle up on, it literally zip. would just zip and, you know, he's already cosy, ready to go. So if you are wanting to invest in one of those, highly recommend it. Um, jump online, lovetodream.com.au and use the code 15 Heidi and you'll get 15% off. So love2dream.com.au. So it's funny because when I told my best friend Mel that we were going to record, you know, um, the perspective of birth from your behalf, she said she'd heard some people talking recently, like bloggers in particular, one of my friend who's a blogger. And she was like, oh, from the bloke's perspective, oh, they just walk in, you know, swan on into the birth. Yeah, it's so easy. It's so easy. It's it's a walk in the park. (laughs) But 
compared to the woman, let's... Of course, but like they say, there's always the other side of the story. <laughs> two to tango. Jesus. Oh, well, yeah, it Christ. did take two to tango and we did, yes, we did have sex. That is how we made the baby. <laughs> That's how it started, yeah. <laughs> it did. Um, so are we going back that far? Well, that's what I was going to say. How far do we want to go back? I guess we don't need to go into the nitty gritty and the position, but I, I believe it was <laughs> the night before we flew out on our honeymoon. Yeah, that we made I remember that much. Yeah. Um, so then fast forward, fast to, forward the, few... to the 4th of September. Jeez. So the day before. So obviously we had, or not obviously for the people that don't know, we had uh, a, um, not a cesarean booked in, but we had an induction booked in. So we knew that was the date. And how long before was it that we had that booked in? About a week? A week. Because so, I had gestational diabetes. So we kind of knew, like, we just didn't have a strong or a positive feeling that it was going to come natural or he was going to come natural. We just sort of thought it just doesn't feel right. He wasn't engaging in his position. So we saw the doctor a week before. He locked us in. And I guess that last week was a bit sort of... I don't know, it was a bit scary, wasn't it? Because they're like, holy shit, it's happening. Like, on this day, we will have a kid. And when I look back, I was really, really determined because I did hypnobirthing. Yeah. I was really determined that I wanted to, like, I wanted to go into labour at home. Naturally. I wanted to have that. Yeah. I wanted to have that moment of, oh, my God, my water's broke. Or it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I think I'm going, I think I'm going like into labour. Like on the labor. movies. <laughs> yeah. And I really wanted that. And, you know, I did birthing affirmations every day and I... You know. You've done everything you bloody could. You certainly gave it a good crack, but unfortunately it wasn't meant to be. Well, because of the gestational diabetes, I think we need to say that. Like, yeah. Because I, they, I wasn't the forced. The Diabetes Council will not allow you to go over over time. They, and, like, the thing is, had I not chose to have an obstetrician, I probably could have gone over, you know, um, because... They don't force you, but they highly recommend. And then it was kind of like, well, why did we pay him all that money to go see him, you know, through the whole pregnancy if we're not going to listen to what he's saying? And I actually really struggled with that, didn't I? Like, yeah, I really battled, like, whether I wanted even him to. And I love Dr. Mike Allen. He's an amazing doctor. But I really didn't know if that was, you know, how I was feeling. Like, yeah. That I, I kind of was, I was doing acupuncture. I was doing everything to bring him on naturally, wasn't I? Yeah, so that was, I guess, that final week was uh, an exciting week, uh, a stressful week, a scary week. Obviously, you were just at your wit's end as well because you're so close and your body's just completely ruined, you know. So it, it, it was ruined. Well, you, I suppose you... you <laughs> I hadn't you, been through you, birth you, yet, you, mate. You felt, you felt ruined, you know. You, you couldn't sleep. You're uncomfortable. <laughs> I might have just ruined the nights for you. <laughs> yeah, God, that was a pain. My body definitely wasn't ruined yet there, buddy. But, yeah, so the, the <laughs> night before, well, we went in on the Wednesday. You had the um, the balloon to sort of get the process starting. And, yeah, it was. I remember we went – didn't we see a chiropractor? Yes, we stopped we at the chiropractor. We drove past the chiropractor. The and I remember – And you started your my, daddy blogging days. Yeah, that, that, that went <laughs> – with, with your Instagram. That went for about five minutes. But, yeah, it was – I'd have to look back to exactly remember how I felt, but I do remember going like, this is, I did feel a bit of an out-of-body experience, you know, just felt you're in autopilot, your body's just cruising along to the hospital, and then... I cried, remember, on the way to the hospital. I do remember that, but just the whole feeling was just, yeah, very surreal, like you were sort of, yeah, you were just floating, I guess, and then we got to the hospital, we checked in, 
I remember you were like really positive and like really happy and excited. And I was, I guess, as well. But at the same time, it's you're really walking into the unknown territory. We haven't had a kid before. We haven't been down this path. And you're very much, I guess, on edge. Um, but at the same time, you are excited to, to meet your kid because we didn't know the sex. So there was a lot of uh, excitement around that. And uh, yeah, you had the, the surgery for the balloon. And then it was just a bit of a waiting game. And I think we're like, oh, bugger, it, we'll go to bed and... For me, I was kind of, part of me obviously wanted to go home to get a good night's sleep, knowing that the next day was going to be a long haul. But at the same time, I wanted to be there with you. And yeah, fuck that. I was like, I don't give a shit if you're sleeping on I the knew shitty. I was Actually, not going to get away with that. No, in saying that, there was that people pleaser in me. And even though I'd carried this baby for nine months, my whole body had changed. I'd had many sleepless nights. I had anxiety. I had a bloody balloon up my vag. I still was really concerned about you sleeping on that stupid bed. Well, it wasn't a bed. It was a... <laughs> but still, like, a... like, how is that? It's like, fuck, you're like, deal with it. Well, but if everyone... you want me to be on my best game, <laughs> uh, maybe I might have been better. So that's on you. But no, like, I think for me it was, um, you know, I've spoke to a few guys that have had similar sort of births or whatever, and they had gone home. Like, I know my mate Graham said he went home and it was just like he had what a nice sleep. What a shit sleep. support person. Oh, well, maybe he came back and he might have been twice as good as me. But... <laughs> Graham's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Graham, if you're listening. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, staying the night there was, you know, important. As much as the sleep was shit, I guess, one, because you're uncomfortable, but two, you were angst and you were unsure of how everything was going to yeah. go. So. Yeah, I guess, you know, it was nice to be there and be supportive towards you. Um, I know that you were, Thanks. as much as you were comfortable, <laughs> you were also very angst as well. Yeah, I well, I had th- a balloon up my vag. Yeah, well, I don't know how that felt. Well, because, uh, so with the balloon up the vag, which is one of the inductions that they choose to do, is it actually makes you start to dilate. So you can actually have labour pains. Remember, I was starting to have... Yeah. What just felt like a period cramp. So I'm assuming that's what early labour feels like if you're at home. But, you know, I didn't want any of that, did I? And then that's when you we just... met Michaela, our midwife, who ended up doing, she worked late that night and then came back the next morning and she hypnobirthed with us. Yeah, so she, um, yeah, what was it? We woke up at, I think, 5, 5.30, yeah. something like that, because we knew that the doc was coming in at 6.00. And after a bit of a rattled sleep, I think I had a shower and I think you might have as yeah, well. Yeah. And then it was like, right, this is it. I even put makeup on, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the doc came in and we were kind of like, holy shit, like today we're going to have a kid. At the end of today, we will have a kid. And then we end up, um, yeah, the doc came in, he, he pulled the balloon out and then they put you onto a drip, which then starts to... Uh, what was it? Well, he broke my waters, remember? Yes, that's right. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and that was a bit violent, actually. Was, uh, I guess they got to get in there and manhandle the the <laughs> membrane and try and, like, you know, prick it. But it was, I do recall, like, it just seemed a bit violent. And, I mean... Oh, mate, not that you've I got, was... like, pretty much two hands up your vag. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, you know, it's it, that's the process. I don't know if there's a nicer way in putting it. Maybe sticking a pull cue up instead of the whole oh hand. Oh my god, babe! <laughs> but he had like a little Captain Hook oh, thimble, oh and that's what it was to but like. They're trying prick to it. touch the head as well to see where the head is, and the, he still hadn't engaged. Yeah, yeah. Which and I guess we kind of felt, well, we knew that from the beginning, and I guess from that we didn't feel overly confident. We're well, putting it out there, but 
Yeah, so yeah, he came in, pulled the balloon out, broke the waters, and then it was kind of like, all right, we're going to put you onto the drip. And uh, I remember talking to you about this, and you just sort of thought, like, the balloon and break the waters, and then it starts to come on naturally. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they give you this drug, but I wasn't going to, you know... Well, this is the Knock thing. that into you saying, I'm pretty sure they give you a drug that <laughs> starts to bring on like unnatural I think, contractions. Remember, I think I picked and chose what I heard them tell me, like at the doctors or in hypnobirthing. It was like pretty much I'd, I'd created this fan, like not fantasy, but like maybe a fairy tale. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really want to take drugs oh, in anything. an ideal world, but at the same time, you're very open. And I was there to, I guess, support you as to what you wanted. I wasn't yeah. overly bothered with how it went. I just wanted you to be comfortable with how it was going. And, you know, I think that was a really important thing to be pretty open. Um, so after the waters are broke, you got the injection or the, the drip put on. And then I remember you were like, oh, yeah, I can feel something. And at the start, they just give you a small drip um, or a small dose. And every seven minutes or whatever it is, you'll get like a, a small contraction. And it was quite short. Seven minutes? I think they start off slow or five minutes, whatever. Fuck, I can um, only remember the intensity of them every few minutes. But, you know, you were sort of getting, uh, you were on the bouncy ball quite a bit, which I thought that was pretty cool. And, you know, you're in your, you had your eyes shut and we had some music on. And I was thinking, all right, well, this actually isn't too bad. But I guess deep down, I kind of felt that we've got a long way to go. And these contractions are... You know, you wouldn't. It's it's not it's not even registering on the on the scale. Like they're so minute, and I'm thinking, holy shit! Like I can see she's got a little bit of pain, but you're riding it well. But I'm not going to tell you that because I was like, I'm going to be there going, you're doing great. You, you know, which you were, but I knew deep down you had a long way to go. And after however long, half an hour, an hour went by. Um, midwife came in, cranked up the drugs. And then the contractions started kicking in a little bit longer, a little bit harder, and I'm going, all right, shit. And then after, oh, what was it, a few hours, I think, something like that, and then you, you know, were starting to get longer contractions and harder, uh, more painful contractions, and I'm like, holy shit, like, this is not looking good. Like, it just looks so goddamn painful. And I think then maybe the doc came in and he checked your cervix and said that it had softened i think at that stage but not dilated yeah yeah so you hadn't really expanded i hadn't done anything and i already felt like i was at a 10 but yeah (laughs) and i was thinking like holy shit like from the pain that you've already gone through Mm. and to know that you've just softened your cervix which um our midwife did say that's a really good thing because that needs to happen but a lot of people get this is what i was so pissed off and down about a lot of people get the cervix softened then that night like when they go in and have the that balloon that is that kind of from the engaging from it pushing on it maybe to look i'm not i'm no doctor (laughs) i have a feeling that might be the case so if the baby's head was engaged more it'll be pushing on the cervix which would soften it and then I guess you start to get that crowning effect, that dilating effect. That's my, you know, Griffo doctor theory. (laughs) But, um, yeah, after that, it was sort of, all right, we'll stay positive, we'll keep going, and then the contractions are getting more and more harsh. And I'm thinking, like, I can feel your pain. I know that you're probably thinking, fuck off, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you definitely (laughs) couldn't feel it. I honestly could feel your pain, and I've never actually felt that for I guess someone and for you, you know, that when when you're in the peak of these contractions, um, it absolutely crushed me, you know, like it really thinking of it now just 
send shivers down my spine because it just to see you in that much pain for you know you were doing it for us as a family was just really hard to see and you know I would love to have taken that pain from you. Not really, but, you know, <laughs> as a nice gesture, I would love to have taken that pain from you, you know, sort of su- to sub in, you know, and just be like, all right, I'll take the next one and then you can do the next 20. <laughs> do you, like, have any idea what that pain feels like? Um, not really, but because you very, haven't... very uncomfortable. No, I haven't had one of those machines put on. And I don't oh, want to. I don't, I don't want to, you know. Like, it just looks so uncomfortable and... You know, hats off to all the women out there that have given birth. Like it's a it is whole seriously um, just an incredible thing. The the shit your body goes through, but the pain through labour, I could just literally I could feel it. I, you know, I could see it in your eyes and um, the way your body's sort of convulsing. I guess um, was just something, well, was, something else. I was getting the pains through the back as well and apparently not that doesn't happen to everyone like so the labor pains were coming through my back and then kind of like going around and I just can't even tell you like cuz someone was like can you explain to me like cuz they had A lot say really really bad they had hearing to have, pain don't yeah, they? Yeah. Oh, no. Like, I I reckon just the start of the, that was bad period pain. But I don't know. That's the thing because I've never had period pain. So I was going in a little bit blind with that kind of thing. Oh, but, you were being like, yeah, this is going to be easy. And I reckon all the doctors and midwives around us well, were probably going. Well, to be so positive. Oh, absolutely. But they never knocked you. But I'm thinking, oh, this girl is in for a long while. And, and you were. <laughs> and also, I had um, pancreatitis when I was 20 and they told me, the pain that I experienced from my pancreatitis was worse than childbirth. Like I got told that. Would you agree? The pain, it, it was, it was similar different, pain? similar pain. Similar was, pain, but different area. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like it actually with pancreatitis, it felt like the best way to describe it is like, you know how like say a python would get. Strangle. A, yeah. So it yeah. feels like your insides are being strangled. Mm. Just does not feel good. Would yeah. you say it feels like a cutting pain with no. le- lemon squeezed the, on it? Do you know it? what I keep visualising? Like, you know when you, um, they're trying to resuscitate someone with their, like, thing going zzz, zzz, Oh, is like it just the, like electric shock? No, so that's what, but it's like that. <laughs> I'm a sparky, but like, I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> just, that's what, the pain was like in those areas on my back that it felt like some kind of force machine was, like, zapping so, you know, like that is what I imagine, like someone just standing there and then like. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by Heidi's <laughs> sound, <effect>. sound machine. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's indescribable. Yeah, it's like I said, I could literally feel your pain. It's obviously it was so, just it, 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 it really, really did crush so, me in. I guess at that stage, obviously, you'd been going for quite a while. I think it was like four and a half, think, five hours or something. And part of me was thinking like, shit, I just don't know if you're going to make it. And I was not going to say that, like I said, I was in your corner supporting you. Well, didn't he you. come in and then tell me that nothing had happened again? And then that's yeah. when we decided to have an epidural? Uh, I think with the amount of pain you were going through and then when the doc came in and checked you again and I think maybe at that stage your cervix had softened a bit more and you might have got an extra centimetre at three centimetres. No, I didn't even get to three. I thought I thought I got to two. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it was, it wasn't like much and different to the first God, thing in the morning. And I swear to God, I thought that I was so close to having the fucking baby. <laughs> I, that's, like, that's all I remember is when they told me that, I couldn't have been more disappointed. It, and I was like, I can't do this for another fucking five, 
five minutes, let alone five hours. It's kind of like running a marathon and you're a kilometre into it and your shoelaces have snapped on you. And you're like, I still got the a shit induction long way to pains go. are just like you know. I've not obviously had it any other, so I don't no, know. And they're but... they're obviously not natural, so your body hasn't really prepared. We're we're forcing this upon you. Where from what I've heard, natural labour can be a little bit more gradual, mm. so your body might ease into it, so to speak. Um, but yeah, so I remember obviously seeing you in such great pain. The docs had come in. The anaesthetist was there, and he sort of saw me like literally just about to lose my mind with your pain and he's pulled me aside and he said look I'm 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 here for support I'm here to advise but at the same time I'm not here to push anything on you which you know he he presented it in such a beautiful way and the guy was such a a really nice guy he said look at the end of the day she has got a long way to go uh she's in a great deal of pain um I do have uh, another My another range one of, of drugs ready to go. Another, oh, he said I do have another one or two jobs to do, um, but then I've got uh, a cesarean, which is going to take X amount of time. So I could squeeze uh, an epidural in prior to the cesarean, or it's going to be at least another hour, hour and a half. He goes, I would probably advise to do it before the cesarean uh, of this other person. Um, but at the same time, it's completely up to you. And I knew that that was the right thing to do. I, I then, you know, <laughs> I remember laying advice. on the I remember laying on the bed at that stage because I was like, I can't stand up anymore, and I literally wanted to go home. I wanted them to take out the. In, remember, I was like, just let me go home yes. in between. And I felt like I was going to vomit every time that the tra- contraction was coming. Because you went in the shower as well. I think that was before. Did I? Yeah, I don't remember I'm pretty having a shower. Sure, I'm pretty sure you did go in the shower. And that's when I think you got angry at me. No, I was trying to go to the toilet. Or maybe it was a toilet. Yeah. Have you tried to pee whilst in labour? You had nappies on. <laughs> Mate, it's a bloody nightmare. <laughs> So I came back inside and obviously you were still going through your contractions and, you know, I know how much it was important to you to try and have a natural labour, not have any drugs. Obviously, you'd already taken some drugs, but you didn't want an epidural because you had heard some what, bad things. I hadn't things. taken drugs? Yeah, the induction. Oh, is that drugs? Bloody oath it is. Oh, okay. That's what was giving you those artificial contractions. Oh, yeah. I was like, epidural, did I have one? Once and I again, know you just it. pick out what you want. <laughs> um, yeah, don't listen to Heidi and uh, advice, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's no completely doctor. <laughs> off the scale. So I went back in and I'm like, shit, how can I break it to her to say, look, I think it's best for you to have an epidural? And I remember saying it to you in between your contractions and halfway, you know, explaining and talking. All right, yep, I'm having another contraction because you can feel it come on. And then I did. I think the way I worded it too was saying it's not about failure, it's about being comfortable. And it did take a little bit of convincing, but at the same time, you were a broken woman, so to speak. You really were. And um, I think, you know, with the anaesthetist seeing you in that state and knowing that your cervix hadn't stretched and, you know, unfortunately wasn't going in our favour, it was really the best advice that he had given me to then pass on to you. Because I said, look, thanks for your advice. I'm going to go and speak to you. And after speaking to you, you're like, yep, okay. And then 
Oh, my God. Then it ramped up even more because I think he struggled a little bit to get the uh, epidural in. And then, you know, doing it in between contractions and then holding whilst you're having a contraction, it was just like, holy shit, just hurry up and get this thing in. Yeah, do you remember when he was like, hi, dude, I'm going to have to do this. And I was like, you, that was when I got aggressive. I had to Yeah, I think it's more of him. I was like, you try fucking having a contraction while you're trying to stick a fucking needle in my back. (laughs) Because he was like, you know, now you've got to stay still and you're like, fuck off. (laughs) But, you know, like I said, he was such a beautiful soul, like this Kiwi fella. Um, you know, he's probably heard everything and had shit thrown at him and all, all you know, <laughs> the whole works. But um, no, he was just such a sound guy. Oh. Yeah, I was thankful to have him. And then him. as soon as the epidural happened, I was like, fuck, why didn't I do that earlier? Exactly, you know. But, you know, <laughs> you, you know, hats off to you. And I felt great courage for you and just another appreciation towards you because I knew that you wanted to feel somewhat uh, in labour even though it wasn't completely natural, there was some natural like movements going on there. And I was, you know, really proud that you did go that far because I would have said a lot of people would have hung up their boots a lot earlier, you know. Um, everyone's got a different pain threshold and yours is not too bad, I'd say. And Really? I don't think it's very good now. Well, I thought look, I was always really tough. <laughs> look, you know, like I said, someone might have pulled the trigger a lot earlier on the epidural. So, yeah, at the end of the day... Um, you, you did what was right, and I, like I said, I supported you, and I don't think you feel like you failed. I did at the time. And that's what killed you the most? That what crushed you? Yeah. What? Why did it make you feel like you failed? Like, who are you succeeding to? Who are you, I think it was just me. Like, I wanted you to... You failed yourself or your son? Yeah, or... I failed myself. But why? Like, And, I, like, don't get me wrong. I was a party girl. I've taken plenty of drugs in my time, <laughs> you know, and I don't condone that. But, like, that is part of the party days that I had. I t- So I don't know why I was so against. I think it was I had that real primal instinct of that I wanted to protect the baby. But do you trust in the Western medicine that, you know, they're there you know for a that, reason? <laughs> you know that we, that we have differing views on that and I sway. Sometimes I'm like, I love Western medicine. And other times I'm like, I love seeing my naturopath. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. But, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. But uh, I, I trust the Western medicine. Yeah. I, I live in the Western world. Obviously, unfortunately, there are incidents that happen along the way, but... You know, they're there for a reason and it, it happens time and time again with um, these sorts of um, um, inductions and medication they feed you. So We're still only halfway through and we're 26 geez. minutes in. So Oh, Griff, Griffo Waffle. <laughs> so um, epidural, right. So that was um, an absolute game changer for the good. We then kicked our um, boots off and I think we rela- relaxed for a bit. They said, right, have some time out. And then I think that's when I went off and had a cry. I went to, I think, go get some water and I saw this nurse in the little kitchen and I just absolutely lost it. And she was like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I was like, no, nah, I'm a broken man, you know, just seeing you in that pain. What did you say to her? I can't remember. I think I was just crying. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I've never been like that, you know. It really, really did crush me. So that was something... Yeah, just something so new. And there's nothing wrong with crying. I just generally don't cry that often. But I think it just, yeah, completely tipped me over the edge. Um, I came back and then I think Michaela was in there, our midwife, and she was explaining um, that your uh, Memphis's heartbeat was dropping at the contractions because contractions still carry on. You just don't really feel them, not yeah. in a painful way. So we ended up um, 
getting the doctor back and he said right there's two scenarios here um more than likely the cords wrapped around his neck when you're contracting it's squeezing on the neck it's cutting his uh, uh blood circulation off or whatever and it's lowering his uh, heart rate um we can keep going for a little bit but we need to monitor mm. or we could go into a uh, cesarean which is going to be all controlled not emergency so we had some time to ourselves we had a talk about it and we said look let's just go and have a cesarean you know so at 20 past four 17 17 minutes past four um yeah um that was when it was booked in so it was such a weird last hour we had our photographer in there um which was great. We had some time to ourselves. I remember being so fucking tired. But you just wanted to go to sleep, I think. <laughs> yeah, and because the drugs, like, from the epidural had made me not out of it, but just a little bit, like, had calmed me heaps that I could have done with, a, like, a good couple of hours sleep. Yeah, well, it takes it out of you. But you're also a little bit... Um, you know, your adrenaline's going through your body because you're in labour. And I remember I had the real, I think it's like one in a hundred, get the itchies. Oh, from the um, epidural. <laughs> and yeah. so I was like, can you scratch my back? Like, <laughs> That's right. I remember you're like, keep going. Keep going. My, my fingernails are bleeding. Oh, it was so. <laughs> but yeah, so then we decided, and it was, I remember saying to you because, again, I was putting you first. Here she goes. <laughs> I remember sitting there going, are you okay? Like, because you've got to pack up the room and this and that. I was like, let's just have a moment and actually just sit here and go like, fuck, we're about. This is the last time. It's just you and me. Yeah, it's about to be And I had to pack up three. the room. Like, not really the thing that you can, you know, it's not really the first thing on your mind. Oh, I've got to pack up the room. I'm just about to have a kid in half an hour. So I remember looking at you and you just had your eyes shut and I think you're just zenned out, like just yeah. chilling. And then I think I was just looking at the floor aimlessly. Um and then it was like, right, you're in the bed. Uh, we had all these different nurses come in, get you all ready. And I remember we're going down the hall and then we're sitting at the front of the uh, operating room and you were, I think, a little bit out of it. You were a bit like cheery and stuff like that. And what was the, what was the comment about radio? I think, I think, was I like, think Chelsea, our photographer, yeah. was chatting to one of the nurses and something or other, like, oh, she's in radio or whatever. And what did she say? Oh, then this nurse was like, oh, um, so so where do you work? And I told her and she's That's like, Oh right. yeah, I don't know you. Like, I don't care. But I was like, she was she was having a lot of small talk and I don't love small talk in general, let alone just before going in for a <laughs> surgery to have a baby. But she was obviously just waffling, like, you know, keeping the conversation. And it's like, I would have just preferred not to you to not Because you were in a good me. headspace. You, yeah, I would have been like, I would have happily just sat there quietly. I probably was the one that needed the talking. Yeah, but you and Chelsea were like, la, la, la. And Chelsea was our birth photographer. Amazing fucking photos, by the way. And sorry for the swearing. Uh, <laughs> but they are amazing photos. So then our time had come. We had rolled in and they get you from your bed into the, the uh, operating table and then they take your pants down and all that. All I didn't have pants. any pants on. And then <laughs> on the roof was like a shiny stainless steel plate or, or whatever from yeah. the light. And I remember you like having a bit of a giggle going, oh, I can see my vagina in the reflection. <laughs> and then they are like, you know, they're lathering you up with... Um, the pink stuff. Sort of yeah. Dettol cleaner. The dye. Crap. Yeah. And um, I've... I was just sort of freaking out a bit. but Yeah, how we, like, okay, so we're about to have the baby. How were you feeling? What was your running through your head? I guess a lot of angst, uh, 
there was some excitement, but I think it was more overpowered by the angst of, holy shit, what if something goes wrong here um, to, you know, my unborn child or my wife? What if um, I pass out? Like, I think I did feel a bit queasy as well in my tummy. Like, I didn't see any of the operation, which obviously that, you know, that's not my cup of tea, but I did feel a bit queasy and I was like Jesus there's so many people here like a lot of thoughts were going through my head and I think all I did was just lock eyes with you and just sort of held your hand probably squeezed the shit out of it Mm. and just sort of tried to concentrate on you but you were sort of in quite a a good area you know you're in a good space and I was like probably I guess taking on your instead of you feeling that normally that's you rather than me I, I was the one that was really anxious and I think you were just ready and excited and then once again, the anaesthetist, he was such a champion. He goes, my biggest job is making sure I put the right music on. So what music <laughs> do you guys like? And we said like some Aussie rock or something like that. Um, Jimmy Barnes, Yeah, John Jimmy Barnum. Barnes, yeah. So it was weird because it, it just happened so quickly. Like there was probably about 10 people up, all up in the, mm. in the room, like nurses, midwives, doctors, the whole works. And uh, yeah, then it was kind of next second – I don't know, the sheet slightly dropped down. Well, remember they were like before it was, they said, um, so do you guys, want like what are you having? And then we kind of went around the room, remember? And everyone kind of guessed. That's right. Because I, I like, said last minute, boy. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to go for a girl because I've thought it was a boy the whole time <laughs> and I might bugger it. I just changed my mind and I was wrong. Yeah, but it was funny. And then, yeah, literally it's just like, what, this is it? And then... And then, yeah, the sheet drops down and then you just see this little blue kid. And I was like, oh, it looks like a girl because I'll call it an it for the time being. <laughs> its legs were crossed over. Yeah. And that looks like a female. And then the legs opened and out came this block and tackle. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's a holy shit, it's a boy. And then we just absolutely lost it, like crying. And uh, he had to get whisked away to get like their first initial checks to make sure obviously is all good, which is, you know, fine. And then he came over wrapped up and then we just burst into tears. Just, you know, it was just the most incredible feeling you could ever have. It's certainly something that I'll never forget. Um, having the photos as well when you see them it just brings back that memory like it literally was yesterday it's a, it is a blurred vision of like what happened because there's so much going on but just that warmth and just that first time of holding a kid is just like so so surreal you just oh you can't really explain it I think it's one of those feelings you just cannot explain you can say it how I am but that feeling you will not get until you do have a kid did you love him instantly Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, it, it literally is how can you love something that you've only just met for like five seconds? Um, but, you know, you've been carrying him for the whole, you know, nine months. Um, now we've got to see what he looks like, what gender he is. Um, yeah. It really is just an emotional feeling, um, but a beautiful one. And <laughs> Do then, you have tears in your eyes? No, but it does, it does <laughs> warm me, you know, just thinking about it now. Oh. And having, um, that little second I had with him because he had to go over on the table again and I was just there like just a bit in awe. You just thought, holy shit, that's my son. Hmm. Like that is just such a weird thought. Don't make me cry. And even still thinking now like I've got a son. Like, <laughs> honestly, still to this day, I don't feel like a parent, a dad. It just <laughs> he's there and I care for him. I don't feel like, you know, I'm the son of my dad. You know what I mean? Like 
I have a son. I don't feel like I've got that, even though I know he's mine, I care for him. It hasn't sunk in yet. No, it it really hasn't. But that initial feeling um, of seeing him, um, you know that that's your boy and you're going to be the best dad, you know. You'd do anything for him. So after that, we then, um, you know, tried to feed him in the recovery room, that kind of thing. And then they they took us upstairs and my mum and dad came and they met him and he was on my chest and um, and then – your then they the nurse came in and I think your parents came just after they'd taken him off because he yeah. had low blood sugars. How did you feel then? Well, that was such a blur because straight after uh, the surgery, you then fed him downstairs and then that was kind of cool because that was the first feed and that was our first time I guess we could all interact. And then we went upstairs where we could be in our own room and your parents were there and. I guess everything was going all okay and maybe obviously the nurses weren't making a big song and dance but there was something going on with his um, blood sugars and they said, oh, look, it's, we've tested it twice and it's sort of come under the threshold. We need to take him away. And This it, was up in our room. Yeah. yeah. So I guess at that stage I didn't really think much about it because there wasn't any panic or anything like that. It was oh, just no, more she like, told me. I knew what was going on. Maybe I missed that part. Or I, I think I, you were a little bit like, like I feel like you were ready to have 10 beers. Like you were ready to like <laughs> rip the lid off it. Yeah, Celebrate. I feel like you, you no, not even that. I feel like you're like, all right, job's done. Like I need to have. Do you know what I mean? Like you Probably. were ready to have a rest. Probably when it was like it's just begun. But yeah, it's uh, and then it was sort of like, all right, someone needs to go with him, and then I went with him downstairs into the neonatal ward, and they were testing him, and they were trying to get like you had to get a, quite a large syringe of blood, which um. Yeah, I don't think it was coming from his finger or whatever. And then they were pricking him like they pricked him so many times on his foot, looked like a, th- a thimble, like a, a. How does a that make you pad. feel though? Like as the well, dad, and he he's literally hours old. Once again, I guess I had to trust in the Western medicine, and I knew that he was in the best place possible. Um, it is just a prick on the foot. It's not like you know it's major surgery or anything. Um, ideally, it would have been nice for it to not happen, but. Mm. I knew it had to happen to then find out where's his blood sugar at. Once they did get the vial of blood, then they tested it and then they said, right, his levels are still poor. We need to put him on a drip. And then that was bad because that was so hard for them to get a vein. And I think when the babies are so young, um, not even, you know, a couple of hours old. Yeah. Um, I think their vein collapses or something like that. So they tried and tried and tried and eventually got it. And I guess, you know, just seeing him so helpless and just chilled and relaxed, I think it was just, it was nice to see him relaxed, but at the same time, they're just so weak and so, you know, in um, not independent, you know. They're so reliant on everyone around them. And the best I could do was be there and hold his hand mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just, just comfort him as any father should. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was, um, you know, I felt bad for you because obviously you wanted to be there with him. You couldn't come down because you just had the cesarean. Um, So I felt lost for you because, you know, you wanted to be there as a mum and support him. Um, You knew I was doing that, which is, you know, good, but it doesn't beat when when you're there. Mm. So I found that pretty hard to deal with. And then um, it wasn't until the next day, was it, when you went down. So that night sleeping was just a weird feeling because it was like excitement. It's like someone just gave you this, the best present anyone could ever give you. 
and they're whisked out of your hands, yeah. you know, half an hour later and be like, yeah, I don't know if your present's going to be okay and I don't know when you're going to get it back. Mm. And, yeah, it was pretty sad. Um, but at the same time, I never once felt any fear of anything bad going wrong because there was never any negative talk. I knew it was in the best possible place and... Once again, I just trusted in the Western uh, medicine that they're doing the best they can and is in good hands. That's how I felt. I know you did feel a lot worse. Um, You're a lot more upset. I was upset, but it was just... I I guess if I didn't trust in the Western medicine, I would probably be a lot more upset or freaking out. Mm. Um, And at the end of the day, I'm no doctor. I just got to believe what they're doing is the best thing. And... You know, it took a few days for him to get right. Um, he was in neonates for three nights. Yeah. So, you know, that was hard for us because every three hours he had to get fed. So that's sort of like we could go down up to an hour and then by the time we get up to our room and that's three hours every hour, every three hours, you know, day and night doesn't matter. And we went down every bloody one. I think we might have missed one because mm. they said, look, you they guys told just, us to sleep, <laughs> just, just have a sleep. But you think you're awake for an hour at least with him. And then by the time you wake up and go down and then get back up. So we were getting like hour sleeps, mm. maybe an hour and a half every sort of three hours. And that was like hard going. We just had a kid. We, we weren't sure on how he was going. Um, we didn't have him in our possession. Um, yeah, that was pretty tough. You know, it was tough physically, and then also mentally, you know, it was a lot going on. But um, I think we were, it was day two or something like that. And there was a new doctor looking after him, pediatrician. And um, he said, right, we're not going to try with the boob. We're just going to feed him formula. And we're just going to get him his, his sugar, uh, blood sugar levels up to scratch. And you're going to get him back tomorrow. And we're like, all right, let's just do it. And I think we're expecting him in the afternoon maybe four o'clock by memory. And then next minute it was midday and they're like, oh, here's your baby. And we're like, holy shit, I don't know if we're ready. <laughs> we're like, oh, we were prepared for four o'clock, yeah. but not midday. And then, um, yeah, I just remember us holding him and it was like, holy shit, now we have our, our present, our best present. Oh, and it was oh. like, this is our job to look after him till the day we die. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> It's, it it's so emotional. scary because you're like, holy shit, even though you're in hospital and you've got all the help that you need, um, you still do like freak out because you're like, wow. It's not like the way I explain it. It's not like you, you come out of school, you do some part-time work, then you get a full-time job or you do your apprenticeship and then you get uh, become a tradesman. This is like from one day of not being a parent to the next day you are a parent full-time, mm. 100%. You know, it's, there's no practice in between it's sort of here you go you know and that's a pretty, pretty there's no pretty bloody damn scary feeling you know <laughs> there's no um, rule book there's nothing so okay you have just taken me back to the most amazing day of our lives and i have loved hearing it from your perspective you know it's very similar to mine um and you can go back and listen to that at episode two but i guess so uh, oh sorry episode one um so many people are, you know, especially now, the time that we're recording this, it's COVID-19. A lot of people, you know, are, uh, their support partner is the only person that's allowed in there with them, whether it's, you know, wife, husband, um, you know, your mum or whatever. But what would be your biggest tip for a support person? Oh, um, I guess 
I'd probably have a couple. Like I think a big one is preparation before. Mm-hmm. Like obviously we knew our date, so even though it could have it could have come early, but just have a bag packed and do take a, a couple extra things that you you think you might need. I think preparation is good. Shoes and snacks, just in case you're going for an emergency I was going to say snacks, definitely. Uh, and look, people can still drop stuff off to you, but I think the better you're prepared Not you at are, the moment. You can't. So that's... But in saying that, yeah, yeah. things will change when as people listen to this podcast down the track. Um, um, but as the support person, I think just literally do that. Just be their support, be their champion, be in their corner. Um would you say the best thing, because like you said, preparation, would you say the best thing for you was actually that you prepared yourself by educating yourself through the hypno, hypno, um, hypnobirthing and, you know, going to a lot of my appointments with the doctor and asking the questions and listening and stuff? Because I think a lot of people, probably their partners miss out on that because of work and that, but because you were home FIFO, we kind of got your to do the appointments when you were home, would you say that you would encourage people to really understand what childbirth is? Because if you, because a lot of people go in blind. Yeah, I think that's a good question because I think there's going to be people that will want to know and then there's going to be people that just don't want to know and want to rock up on the day and go, all right, let's just do this. And I can understand both sides. But for me, I would definitely advise the, the partner to do some research you don't have to be a full bottle and on the day you don't have to be what a full bottle what like, does that mean don't you know <laughs> you don't have to like know every ins and outs oh. so i guess like you you do want to know a bit about it i think um to be slightly prepared is better to be underprepared now um doing the hypnobirthing i thought that was good for education purposes did we full hypnobirth and like take it to the hypnobirthing like you know, next level. No, I don't think. And maybe I could have done a little bit better there. But I think the other thing we is... We talk about that. <laughs> I think the other thing is is also try and go in with an open mind. Have your game plan. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it doesn't go your way, you just got to let it go because you're going to get caught up and then you might put more pressure on your birth and maybe come away really, really disappointed. Like I get it. Everyone wants to have this perfect birth like you see in the movies. It takes five minutes, no pain. Bing, bang, bosh, job done. But you know what? It's Every birth is so different and no one knows how your birth is going to be until you have it. So go on with an open mind. As a support person, do a bit of research if you can. There's probably shit online that you can just YouTube, you know. You don't have to pay for a big course or anything like that. You don't have to do weeks and weeks of study. Um, be there for your partner. You know, support them in the journey leading up to the day. Um, like I said, I did, uh, I think we did six days or five days. And then I went to a few of your doctor's appointments, which were good. So you're meeting, like if we we went private, so we had our own obstetrician. So it was nice to meet the person that's going to be delivering your child before Mm. you start to build a relationship and you want to be, uh, I guess, comfortable with them as well. So if you can, um, I would certainly advise doing, uh, some of those things, but, um, just on the day, just, do as your wife says, support her in every way. Um, yep, you might need to guide them if um, they start to lose their marbles, but you just got to be oh, in their start corner. Start to lose their marbles. Well, there's a lot going on. <laughs> Fuck off. You were going a bit crazy there for oh, a while. Oh, my God. Well, why wouldn't I? Hey. We're going to wrap you up now. You've said way too much. All right. As soon as it turns <laughs> bad for Heidi. <laughs> 
well, thank you. That's all right. And the weirdest feeling of them all was when we left the hospital oh, on the fifth day. Yeah. I felt like we had just <laughs> left a spaceship yeah. and we walked out and I was like, that, I don't really want to revisit that place. That has given me the <laughs> ultimate highs and ultimate lows of feelings. Like I've been a crushed man feeling to then walking out with this brand new crisp baby that is ours. Do you know what we haven't really talked about, which we definitely should record an episode on that this coming up? Because we were so in the bubble when we first, you know, had Memphis and when we first started recording, we never really talked about the first few days at home and the first few days in the hospital. Like literally when, you know, you touched on a little bit when they bought us our present, (laughs) our baby boy, but we didn't talk about like those first few nights, like when we didn't literally didn't sleep. And uh, like, you know, we woke him up because, you know, we were so petrified that he wasn't breathing. We didn't, we we fought about like, we actually had a massive fight. Like, (laughs) you know, because we, because you didn't want to feed him because you were thinking you were so regimented. But that's stuff I don't think we've delved into that much. Yeah, we did have a decent blue, didn't we? Yeah. We got over it pretty quick. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what we do now. When we have an argument, we just get over it straight away. We but, don't have time to be upset. <laughs> We've got a kid to look after. But, yeah, I reckon we delve more into that. Definitely. For but, sure. yeah, that, that was a very unique feeling when we left that spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was one, yeah, like I said, I don't want to be seeing anytime soon. Well, thank you. You were amazing. That's all right. Our no, midwife, Michaela, was amazing. Our obstetrician, Dr. Mike Allen, was amazing. The and anaesthetist. I can't remember champion. his name. And all the staff at St. John of God Hospital in Subiaco were fantastic. So we genuinely Big appreciate it. We love, love, love that you're a part of, you know, um, Memphis first adventure in life which was his arrival (laughs) um a massive shout out to the guys that love to dream love to dream.com.au they are our awesome sponsors um if you haven't heard of a love to dream google it they are the best thing ever the swaddle up may be your solution if you're feeling sleep deprived um especially in the early days it's a real quick easy zip baby's arms are up um and then also they can touch their face still and and self settle with sucking on their hands so if you do want to check that out use the code 15 heidi to get 15 percent off i reckon by far one of the best baby inventions you'll ever get um and this is not just because they're sponsoring it we have used them from the get-go yeah so massive love to those guys and awesome awesome you know love and support as always on our facebook group first time parents you guys are supporting each other and we love watching it thank you so much for your reviews and ratings on itunes if you want to leave one um we'd hope it was five stars and thanks for listening see you next week lots of love Bye. bye